Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. Um, today we're going to be talking about respect. And just to give you a sense about how this works is the whole reason behind me doing this show and wanting to um, talk with you all is that um, I'm a mental health counselor and a play therapist, and I've been working with children for about 20 years. And in that time, I have really gotten to see so many wonderful, wonderful children and worked with so many um, outstanding parents. And things that I have learned from the children and the parents um, have really helped me in my own parenting with my children. I feel very, very lucky have had learned those lessons before I had children and became a parent, but there are lessons that can help all of us um, be better parents. So having freakishly well-behaved children isn't that difficult um, if you listen to the lessons that come from the children themselves. And so I see it as my job and actually my purpose to share those lessons that I've learned from children, about children, and parenting children um, with other parents so that we can all really have um, blissful parenting. And so what we're going to talk about today is one of the principles of blissful parenting, and that's called treat me with respect. And again, that's coming from a child's perspective. So many of us as parents think, yes, I would like my child to treat me with respect. They're not treating me with respect. Um, Well, we'll talk a little bit about that today. But when we're saying treat me with respect, that is coming from a child's perspective. And I just want to remind you of that. I also wanted to remind you, um, in case you haven't listened before, is that when I'm talking about these principles, this is just one of the 20 principles for blissful parenting. So treat me with respect is going to help you um, have freakishly well-behaved children and have an incredible relationship with your child or children, but it's only one of 20. And so um, last week we talked about um, catch me behaving and being good, And this week we're going to build on that with Treat Me With Respect. So, again, I just wanted to remind you of that. Today I have um, my friend June Rickley as a guest again. And um, June is also, like myself, a mental health counselor and a play therapist. And our combined experience is thousands of um, play therapy sessions and counseling sessions and parent coaching sessions. Um, June also can add to her resume something that I cannot She is a mom and a grandmother, so um, she has a little bit more of time and experience under her belt. And also, I think um, if anybody has questions um, as a grandparent, um, she can really address those from that perspective, certainly better than I can. I can only sort of guess um, and have hunches about how how that would work. Um, I also wanted to say before we start talking about the treat me with respect principle is that... um, 
you know, the, the other thing that is important to remember is that we are talking about blissful parenting, um, but if you want to have freakishly well-behaved children in your classroom or freakishly well-behaved children on your soccer team or in your daycare, um, these principles apply to that as well. So they really can be used in multiple ways, and they also are going to strengthen your relationships with children regardless of um, what your role is with this child. So treating me with respect, learning that children need to be treated with respect, um, and and using this principle in your relationship with children will help you in your role as an aunt, will help you in your role as as a coach, as a teacher, as a dance teacher, you know, as a piano instructor, any of those things. So this is really not just limited to parenting, and I'd like you to think about that um, as you're listening um, to the show today. So. Um, again, thank you for joining me, and welcome, June, again. Hello. Thank Hello. you, Jody. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so what I'd like to um, start with really today is something that I think, June, you and I encounter um, very frequently in our parent consultations, um, but also in our consultations with um, teachers as well, and that is that it seems to us um, and what we've learned from children backs this up, is that most adults think that it's automatic, um, that children should automatically treat us with respect because, for no other reason, that we're adults. Um, And that it doesn't, that we as adults do not have to earn um, respect, and that it doesn't necessarily need to be even a reciprocal relationship. So even if I, as an adult, am being disrespectful to a child, I still, um, as an adult, want that child to be respectful to me. And I think one of the things, the first lessons I learned about this from the children I work with is that's not how they see it, (laughs) Um, is that uh, it doesn't come automatically, that adults do have to earn respect with children, and that um, it does also have to be reciprocal, so that children aren't going to be respectful to you if you are not respectful to them. And I can think of um, you know, certainly um, children even mentioning this in their um, sessions with me. And the one that sticks out um, was this little boy that I was working with. He was uh, about eight years old. And um, he comes, he, he was coming to counseling because he was being pretty aggressive and, um, and he was very sassy and, or fresh with his teach, one particular teacher. And so um, during a uh, session, we were playing out um, student teacher, and so at, in my role, he had me be the teacher, and he was a student, and he raised his hand, and I said, you know, like, yes, Ethan, and um, and he said, no, no, be mean to me, and so I changed my role play around, and I said, you, you, wipe your hand up like that, and um, and he said, I don't like you very much, I don't like the way you're treating me, um, and then I realized that in talking, doing the parent consult with his mom, that this was the teacher, because he used the name, which I will leave anonymous. Um, he used the name of the teacher, but this teacher really, that's how he experienced the teacher. And so he would be sassy and fresh and argumentative and disrespectful to the teacher, but he really felt like the teacher was being that way with him, too. And so what wound up happening is I was able to do some consultation with the teacher and just um, open the teacher's eyes to what Ethan was seeing. But that was sort of like the first lesson that I had is that, that that 
his are going to be, um, you know, kind of nasty and disrespectful to people they feel are being disrespectful to them. I, I didn't know, June, if you had any um, stories like that or any comments well, I, on that. Well, I think, well, um, I think it's uh, in our, like in my work as a as a play therapist, it's it's um it's often kind of surprising to parents um, because I say to them normally like when I before I take their child into the playroom for their first session, and I'll say, you know what, the first few sessions here are about um, your child has to I have to earn their trust and respect and. The first sessions are pretty much about that, and they kind of, like, look at me like, well, what do you mean, earn it? And so I think what you said about it is, like, um, a lot of times it's assumed that that should be automatic because I'm an adult and they're a child, that I shouldn't have to earn that. And um, so I'm glad, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's it's so it happens so often where they'll kind of look at me like, oh, I didn't anticipate that. But I do. Yeah. I do have to earn it. It doesn't. I don't assume that every child, um, you know, I have to earn their respect. And when, when, and like the majority of the time, I respect them and they respect me back. And I think yeah. that um, that's the key right there. Is that if they feel respected, then they'll be respectful. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, given most of the children, not all of them certainly, but most of the children that we see, probably 85% of the children that we see in counseling are referred because of acting out or aggressive, you know, behavior. And we don't see that when we work with them. And part of the reason we don't see that I think has a lot to do with our interaction with them because we come at them from this respectful kind of place. And, and I think it might be important to illustrate um, to people, um, June, what we're talking about, is when we say we're being respectful to children, um, we have a lot of different ways that we do that. So one thing is, like, if a, if I um, have an appointment with a child, I'm not late for that appointment. And even though it's not really up to the child to get themselves there on time, I'm still not going to keep that child waiting because their parents or caregiver or somebody who else has transported them to their time with me, if they get that child there on time, then I need to be there on time for that child. Um, Another example would be that although my formal title is Dr. Mullen, um, if I'm going to call a child by their first name, I see no reason to not let them call me by my first name. And I know that's different in different situations, but for the most part, um, I want to um, show respect by evening the playing field, you know, as, as much as I can. And, in fact, I was just talking um, with my kids about this the other day, and one way that I, um, that I show my own children respect is I always ask permission to tell um, their stories. So even this story I ask permission um, to tell about. And um, we were talking about a, um, an adult who's being pretty disrespectful to a child and, you know, my son had said, well, you're disrespectful when you interrupt me. So I thought that was pretty cool, um, one, that I got that kind of feedback, that he felt that way, but also recognized that he saw that, you know, as disrespectful. And so sometimes, you know, when adults are we're in the middle of conversations and our kids are interrupting us, you know, how what that feels like to us, we feel like they're being disrespectful and, 
you know, hold on a minute, we'll say something like, hold on a minute, in the middle of a conversation, um, when we do that to them, we're being just as disrespectful. And so there's that where that reciprocity, you know, comes into play is that if you're going to expect your children to be respectful of you or children in general to be respectful to you, how are you going to show um, them respect? So that becomes a question that I'd really like you to ask yourself. In what way do you show your own children respect? Um, I don't know. Did you have other examples, June, of how um, you show children respect? Um, well, I, I, I show children respect by um, allowing them opinions um, and and respecting the the feelings that they have. Um, often, you know, I I think we have a tendency um, to either minimize kids' feelings or kind of um, I, this this may be off topic, but I I hope not. But I had an I had an, a um, a twenty nine year old client in my office the other day who who was talking about she's not she she was as a child raised to believe that anything she felt was wrong and, and right. it was inaccurate. And so she's in counseling today to try and figure out, like, I don't know how I feel because I was always told that I was feeling the wrong way. And so, I, I you know, I, I respect children's opinions, and their opinions aren't always what necessarily, <laughs> like, I might want to hear. I mean, they might say, you have crazy right. hair. Right. <laughs> but at, <laughs> That's their opinion, and I I respect them. I actually I do have crazy hair, so <laughs> so I re, I respect that they are individuals, and that they have their own opinions and feelings. Yeah, I think I'm I'm actually really glad you brought that up, and I don't think it's off topic in any way because I think that's where it starts. I mean, I think it starts with um, you know if your understanding your child's perspective. So if your child thinks that you're um, yelling at them, but you see it as um, you were just raising your voice. Well, it felt like them to yelling. That's why they said yelling. And so, um, so just understanding that perspective. I, um, I could give a teenage example, or actually two teenage examples too. Is you know, uh, oftentimes um, we all we recognize teenagers as being uh, that all teenagers are moody, all teenagers are rebellious, all teenagers, you know, fight with their parents, that kind of thing. And when we get into that mode, we don't respect that um, when our own teenagers are, they might not be um, trying to fight with us or trying to be disrespectful to us or, you know, being rebellious. They might just be trying to get us to understand their perspective. You know, so I think it's also, I don't sort of know what happens to our brains as, as adults where we forget what it was like to want to be heard and listened to and respected. And so a big part of showing respect is doing just that. Um, the story that I've been told is uh, absolutely one of my favorite experiences um, as a counselor is um, I was working with this girl, teenage girl, who had, I mean, she really was a girl who was very troubled and who had gotten into um, a lot of trouble herself. She's not, she wasn't a teenager many people like to be around. She used vulgar language. Um, she was, uh, in, had been, she was being moved to residential care because she had been sneaking out of her house and using drugs and alcohol and being indiscriminate in her relationship with boys. So, I mean, you know, sort of everything that uh, we get scared about as adults for teenagers. And um, in the time that I worked with her, she had been suspended from school for fighting. She had been suspended for school for bringing weapons to school. She had been suspended for being disrespectful to her teachers. So at the time, 
the time this story occurred, she was 15, and she had come into session. She was actually in school during this time, and she plopped right down and announced that she got expelled. Um, so, um, you know, I had sort of asked her, like, like what happened? You know, what, what, why did you get expelled? And she said, um, verbatim, I called my math teacher a mother effer. So I was thinking about that for a minute, and I was thinking, wow, you could get suspended or expelled, I mean, for just saying effer. Like, I would think you'd have to say the whole, you know, the whole vulgar word out. So I uh, questioned her about that. So I said to her, so you got expelled for saying mother effer? And she said, no, Jody, like I <laughs> was a silly Jody. Um, no, Jody, I, I said the whole word. And so I thought that that was very interesting, you know, that she didn't use that whole word with me. So I actually took it a step further um, because in my counseling office, I don't really care what kind of words people use to um, say what they need to say. And I had worked with her long enough that she certainly knew that about me. So I um, said to her, I said, um, that's so weird to me because in here you could use the whole effort word, but you you chose not to. And she says, no, I respect you too much to do that. And and I laughed and I said, well, what makes you respect me? And she said, it's because you respect me. And it was like so simple, you know, <laughs> such a simple thing. But, but to me, that's just one of the best examples. Here's this kid who's getting in trouble with everybody. But in my office where she can say, you know, um, the whole word for effort, she chooses not to. And, you know, I, I just think that, um, that was such a good example of if you treat them with respect, you get that uh, reciprocal respect right back. Um, to exactly. You. you know, I thought that same thing. thing happened. <laughs> oh, the same exact. So the same thing. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I was thinking another another way that we do this is how do we model respect? And that doesn't just mean modeling respect with um, the child themselves and you know our, or our own child. Um, but how do we model respect in our relationships with other people? How do we handle, you know, the bank teller? And how do we handle, you know, um, the bus driver that, you know, picks up our school, our children and drops them off from school? Like how do we, how do we model respect in our own home with our um, significant other, with our own parents, so that children are seeing respect and the kind of respect we want um, from them around them? So mm -hmm. that was another one. And then, June, another thing that I um, was thinking about is that some of the other things that we've heard specifically from children about learning this lesson, and that's, um, you know, some of the kids that we work with in counseling actually bring these things up. They talk about, you know, being lied to, being talked down to. Um, um, parents will talk, this happens probably on a daily basis in our waiting area, is parents will talk about their child with us as if their child were not there. Even though their child's right there, they're talking about us to their child as if they weren't. Um, or if their child, um, or they act as if their child doesn't understand or they don't think their child understands what the conversation is about. Yeah, it sounds like you have something to say about that. Well, it, I, I like you said, it, it happens so frequently, and I, you know, often a parent will try to, you know, and I and I want to talk to these parents. I, I you know, I really yeah. do. That that's a big part of the work I do. But um, I I don't I don't 
um, that is disrespectful to talk about someone like like they're not even there. And so many times I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have to kind of curb my urge to be annoyed and then just, you know, kind of say to a parent, you know what, I, I really, um, I'd really rather talk to you when I can give you my full attention and when, um, and out of respect for, you know, whatever the child's name is, you know, I, I would rather speak to you at another time and, and, and that, and that also shows that child that, that I do respect them and that I'm not going to entertain conversation about them with them standing right there looking at me like looking guilty <laughs> and looking yeah. really pained. And in the same way we wouldn't, you know, a lot of the, the, the we wouldn't talk about our a friend with the friend standing right there. We wouldn't talk, you know, a, a lot of a lot of um you know, it, it's interesting to think of we a lot of the way we treat kids, we wouldn't we wouldn't talk to our friends like that and we wouldn't treat our friends, you know, we wouldn't treat our friends like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm so glad that you bring that up also or, and make that point in that way is I think that it's for, in some ways we think, um, and, and I'm saying we because I've done this myself too, so I want to be really clear about that. I'm not just saying all, all those other parents out there. I'm also saying, you know, myself as a parent, it's in some ways that we think it's okay to do to children what we wouldn't do to um, our friends, or or we wouldn't want done to ourselves. Like, I, I don't want to be lied to. I want people to talk straight with me, and I I want. That, um, and I think part of the reason I don't want to be lied to is I often then feel foolish when I find out that I have been lied to, or people haven't been authentic with me. And yet we think it's okay to do that to our children. And so that there's nothing that's reasonable about that. And I think last week when we were talking. Um, about um, testing me behaving and being good is we talk about about a lot of this is intuitive. You you know, a lot of this is like, think about it. We wouldn't want to be, you know, treated that way. So why would we think it would be okay to treat our children that way? Um, And then the other part is, um, I mean, I've actually even heard um, people, not necessarily parents, um, even that I work with um, in counseling, but just other parents that I um, have the luxury of being around is like talking down to talking down to their child, like as if their child wasn't catching on or didn't understand, you know, the situation. And I think, in particular, with these two um, being lied to and being talked down to, is um, a lot of the children that I know, whether it's um, as my clients or outside of that relationship. Um, that circles around like when parents are having some of their own um, struggles. So um, that may mean that parents are separating or divorcing or there's custody um, issues going on or maybe financial stress and hardship in the home. But, it, you know, it's like the, the kids come into to counseling or the kids um, in, in talking with me will really clearly say, like, I know what's going on, <laughs> so why don't they just tell me? You know, I had a little boy the other day say, like, I know that um, my parents are getting divorced, but they just won't tell me. And and he's right. I mean, they told me that they are. Um, and then, and I, you know, and I think that that's, you know, that's part of it is that um, we sometimes aren't giving children, and this is a respect issue, we're not giving children the credit or respect that they do know what's um, going on around them. And, um, I mean, part of that goes into something 
that we've kind of touched on before, but I will be talking about repeatedly, is that children are these fantastic readers of nonverbal behavior. And so even though we aren't saying to our children, we're really stressed out about finances or, or um, you know, we're really, uh, my partner and I are, are struggling. We don't like each other a whole lot right now. They are reading our nonverbals, and they know that. And so um, do I think that we should be talking to them about that the same way we would be talking to our adult, other adults in our lives about that? Absolutely not. But I do think um, that we want to talk about things to them that's appropriate for their, you know, their level. And so that we don't have to lie to them, um, but we, we talk about things as honestly as we can to them um, where they are developmentally and intellectually and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, and it seems so, you know, it, it just seems so clear when, well, it seems so clear, not, I, I guess, to us. But um, <laughs> yeah. you really do, like, you really do get what you give. And mm-hmm. when you, I, I was talking to a parent on the phone the other day, and it was a not um, a child I'm working with, but it was for an intake, and the parent said, he's a little jerk. And I uh, and I oh. thought to myself, like right there, okay, you know, there, if if you're going to call names and if you're going to, you know, if you're going to model that behavior, that's what you're going to get. And so mm-hmm. you really do, you know, you really do get what you give. So if you if you give respect, you'll get respect back. And it's you know, it's not an overnight, you know, it it like I don't want to make any of this sound like you know in. In an hour, you can just have full respect. I mean, you you live it and you model it. <laughs> you know, you live it and you model it, and and you will get that. And you and other people in your, you know, your 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 children will respect others. Yeah, and they will well, and, if they feel respected. And, and also, I think it is important to recognize that you also will get feedback about that, and to look for that feedback. So it might not be as directly as like what my son has said to me and that you're not respectful to me when you interrupt me, but which was very direct feedback that I could ask, you know, I could ask on. I do, I'll have to practice that. Um, But there's also the kind of feedback that, you know, they stop talking to you or they don't come to you when they're troubled or um, they um, are being very disrespectful to you. That's feedback. If your child is being really disrespectful to you, that's feedback. They're telling you something. They're communicating to you with that disrespect. And so I, I know that's really hard to see as a parent is that it's, it's very hard to be disrespected. I think probably all of us have experienced feeling and being disrespected. And I think it's especially troubling when it comes from your own child. But... Um, but, you know, uh, it's the, part of that is like, okay, let me use that as feedback. If someone, not my child or really anybody else, I mean, I think one of the things I love about these principles is they're so applicable to relationships regardless, is that if somebody is being disrespectful to me, that might have to do with how I am communicating to them. So I really have to check in, you know, and, and look at that kind of thing. And we have about, you know, less than five minutes left. And I, I just, there's one other thing that I really wanted to make sure um, I brought up in here is what is, what if your child is, is being disrespectful to you or to another adult who is respectful to them? What do you do with that? And I, I think um, we get a lot of questions about that. And, and I do think that 
um, that you have to handle that respectfully. So you can do that by modeling, um, saying to your saying to your child like, um, uh, "I'm confused why you're being disrespectful to um, you know um, to Mr. Lawton right now." because Mr. Lawton is being very respectful to you. So you can, you know, put that out there that the way that they're acting, because maybe they don't realize um, because other people have treated them that way that they're being disrespectful. Um, my preference is that I, I kind of whisper to my kid or I take them on the side and let them know, like, I know you think you're being funny right now or cute, <laughs> um, but you're really being disrespectful. And I'll tell them why they're being disrespectful. You're real, being really disrespectful because, um, you know, that that adult that you're interacting with is trying to have, a, is trying to, you know, say everything they need to say first and they it's disrespectful to interrupt them. Or it's very disrespectful that you keep um, bouncing the basketball while your coach is trying to talk because it's distracting. You know, so um, letting them know why it is. Because sometimes, you know, this is about, like, learning about respect, too. So sometimes it's not very clear. And if your kid is, you know, involved with a lot of adults who aren't respectful to them, um, then they're learning more about disrespectful connection and communication than they are about respectful communication and connection. So, June, do you have a last word for today? <laughs> um, oh boy, a last word. Um, I don't know. I guess I would just have to say, um, you know, a re, re, way of respecting children is to just uh, respect them as individuals, with that, and not to compare them with others. Respect different oh, rates of good. development. Just, um, mm-hmm. just respect them as individuals and all the things that make them up as as an in, separate individual. Yeah. So <laughs> it's real. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you. And, and, th- and thank you again so much for uh, being my side. Oh, I love it. But, oh, not. Go ahead. Well, and, and the last thing that I would just like to, you know, again to say is that this takes practice. And if you're feeling really daring, right, go ahead and ask your child if they feel like you're being respectful to them. I think. Um, you know, certainly around age five, so let me let me give some parameters for that. Around age five, they could probably start to tell you, um, to give you uh, verbal feedback on that. If your child's younger than five, you're going to have to look for some behavioral feedback about um, respect. But this might be a topic we come back to because it's so juicy, don't you think, June? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, so we might, um, it, it might be great to just have a, uh, a second or a part I want to thank you again for listening to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. You're on your way. You have two principles under your belt. And um, we just very much appreciate uh, your time and attention. Thank you so much. Have a great day. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.